0: Okay, Mike.
1: Yes, I can hear you.
0: Okay, great. We're gonna start now. <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties going on for about twenty minutes, y'all, so we're good now. Anywho, Welcome back to High Learning with Raven. Um, We are continuing with part two of Home is Where the Heart Is. And I left off speaking very very lightly on the subject of pain bodies. So I'm going to dive right into what a pain body is and give us some more supporting details. Keep in mind, this episode is going to be very, very open, very raw, and we're going to just create space for allowance um, the overall mission here is to help us with a more peaceful holiday season and to give us more understanding on our family dynamics so we can better navigate once we're around each other and um just be able to hold hold space for one another and extend forgiveness even if it's, you know, just within self at that time to hold dearly onto to our peace. So I got the term pain bodies from Arthur Eckhart Tolle, um, reading his book entitled A New Earth. And reading that chapter really opened my mind up and gave me more understanding on why certain um, times around family would just be, you know, so much to handle and how I would step back into this this very dark space so quickly. And so I'm gonna read a few paragraphs or maybe a sentence or two just to get us get our feet wet in the water with what a pain body is, and then I will give Micah her, you know, full introduction. So a pain body is um it goes on to say there is such a thing as old emotional pain living inside you. It is an accumulation of painful life experience that was not fully faced and accepted in the moment it arose. It leaves behind an energy form of emotional pain. It comes together with other energy forms from other instances. So after some years, you have a pain body, which is an energy entity consisting of old emotion. It lives in human beings and it is the emotional aspect of egoic consciousness. When the ego is amplified by the emotion of the pain body, the ego has enormous strength still, particularly at those times. It requires very great presence so that you can be there as the space for also also for your pain body when it arises. Um, and that it goes on to say that that's everyone's job here to be there to recognize the pain body when it shifts from dormant to active, when something triggers a very strong emotional reaction. At that moment, When it it does take over your mind, the internal dialogue, which is dysfunctional at the best of the times, now becomes the voice of the pain body talking to you internally. Everything it says is deeply colored by old, painful emotion of the pain body. Every interpretation, everything it says, every judgment about your life, about other people, about a situation you are in, will be totally distorted by the emotional pain. So I'm just going to stop here and let that settle in for a moment to give you the background on what exactly a pain body is. And that write-up just pretty much let us know it's old, it's old emotion that we pretty much step into and zip zip up in the moment we are emotionally triggered by a similar um, energy. So pain bodies are active when other pain bodies are present and are dormant once you begin your own internal healing so the reason why when you get around that certain family member or being around family could be tough is simply because your family of all people they they know they know things about you that no one else knows Mm -hmm. and you know whether it's from songs or books we know that family can hurt us worse than anybody and so um it's, it's usually an emotional energy tie that's more dysfunctional than functional. So when you're away from family, more than likely that pain body is dormant. You're not triggered by anything or anyone. You're at peace. But if we are being truthful, you know, a lot of family members haven't gone through that healing process. So they never really unzip a pain body. They're active in their pain body through and through. So they're actively in pain, whether you're at home or not. And, you know, the minute you come home or around them, it's a possibility that your pain body now goes from dormant to active. So the main thing we want to hold true right now is that when that moment arises, you have a choice in that moment to either you, you allow it and you feel it, but don't continue on playing a role in the active dysfunction. So I'm gonna stop right there and introduce our very first guest, which is the beautiful <laughs> one and only masterpiece. Y'all hear the song playing in the background. <laughs> the one and only Micah Baham, San Diego native, chemist. Okay. My girl is a chemist <laughs> as well as the creator of Scrambled Minds blog space. Welcome to High Learning Podcast. You're my first guest. You should feel very like
1: I am very treasured right now. Honored to be here. I mean, you're a great, beautiful person who could recognize my beautiful soul. So I appreciate your beautiful soul for recognizing mine. So I'm very honored to be on your podcast
0: for sure I wouldn't have it any other way so tell, tell, tell us a little bit about Scrambled Minds and how you got to that space of creation with your blog space Um, so
1: I started it in April of this year
0: and it was
1: a time for me where I was going through a lot it's I had graduated the year before and I just had moved back home and it's crazy that we're doing this on pain bodies because I think me moving back home was sort of like a trigger for me. But we'll get to that later. But um I moved back home, so things were different. I had been home- away from home for 6 years. So for me to come back home, I'm like, dang, like I really got to get my life together. Like I started doing a lot of self-reflecting. And so mm-hmm. I believe that scrambled minds was made because of what I went through. And I always felt that God was working through me in order to work through others so basically scrambled minds is my scrambled mind it's what I went through and how I got through it and the things that I used to get through situations that I were that I was placed in and so yeah pretty much that's that's what scrambled minds is
0: beautiful so um if y'all don't already please follow her on instagram her instagram for scrambled minds can you tell us your instagram handle
1: um it's at scrambled minds underscore and yeah follow me
0: perfect so we're going to continue to dive deep um and honestly if you like to just share an experience that you've had being triggered and that that pain body went from dormant to active just give us some insight on the realness of that exchange um
1: There's several situations. Um, One thing that um, I would like to tell about myself is my dad died when I was 16. And it was a pretty, pretty harsh thing to happen in my life because my father and I, we were very close. So I think that in itself is my reason for life. And I think that it affects my family a lot so our pain bodies are much have way more energy than they should mm-hmm. and I feel like because my father is gone we're like a very close knit family that brought us a lot closer than you know most families are I live with all my family mm-hmm. and um so I think that it's the pain bodies are always prevalent so it's we're working at a a way to keep them dormant while still being around each other all the time. And it's mm. crazy that you say that because going into Thanksgiving, it's, it's a normal, it's kind of like a normal day for us because we're around each other all the time. So we're dealing with our each other's pain bodies every day. Mm. So I understand it a lot than a lot of other people do because they are away from their families
0: so they mm-hmm. don't get
1: to deal with it as much as I do so and I right. think that's why I'm a lot more in advance in, and intuitive, intuitive with myself is because mm-hmm. I stick around my family and we have had this major loss in our lives so mm-hmm. um, that's just how I feel about pain bodies I feel like they are the energy that's there is energy that should be persistent throughout your life. You should be able to deal with it no matter what you're dealing with. And because they do go dormant, they we don't deal with it as much as we should. So, um, but because my dad died and I, I said, it was a harsh thing for my family and we learned to cope with that. It made it easier for me to cope with the pain bodies that are prevalent in my
0: family Mm -hmm. so with that being said um I think I can honestly say from my my point right now our Mm -hmm. our pain by interaction is very it's the complete complete different yeah um so I've been out of I've been since I came to college since I went to college in 2011 I've pretty much been out on my own like whether I stayed on campus or you know just moved into my own place pretty much mm-hmm. you know I I hadn't been home since leaving for uh college and um that honestly was it was a relief as well as you know a new journey each time whether it was just me going to college whether it was me moving from campus to an apartment whether mm-hmm. it was me moving from apartment to now a new city and a new state it's all been different transit transitions as far as that goes and um people have definitely noticed like within my family that I don't go home often. And it's not to say that, you know, I just hate being at home. It's just that growing up and being, you know, in the midst of a nasty divorce amongst my parents, it's a lot of pain body energy in my house, you know, my mom's house. And so, and many might not know that me and my mom, we don't have the best rapport, you know? So it has always been. I I have always known as a little girl. Like once I'm gone, I'm out. Like I I, w- I don't want to deal with this. I can't continue to face all this and you know all uh, this all of that. That was totally me. And um, I've always been hypersensitive to energy. And I think honestly, this is gonna be this is like a sidebar, sidebar. I really mm-hmm. want one of the episodes this season <laughs> to talk about gifted children mm-hmm. and how they should be handled. You know what I'm saying? We're we're, we're all gifted. You know.
1: But yes. it's just
0: like we are born with different gifts. And I feel like I was denied in a lot of areas because of my truthful tongue. And you know, I was a more than likely I was a trigger for my mom for something that she didn't do or wish she had done differently, which made our dynamic so rocky. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> I was that child that was more than likely poking her pain body unknowingly mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of me seeing truths that nine times out of ten she or you know my parents in general weren't really ready to face but aside from that i can honestly say that i i stay away Mm -hmm. i stay away to protect my peace now before it wasn't really a protecting peace I just didn't wanna I I possibly wasn't even in a place of peace. I just didn't want no drama. So mm-hmm. I would move So you,
1: you were unknowingly doing exactly, it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I would just come around, be in and out, you know. Hey, how you doing? Boom boom. Like it wouldn't really be time spent. It mm-hmm. would be me trying to avoid just igniting any more pain. Right. And, you know, or just me trying not to even engage to add fuel to a fire that has never really burned out. You know what I mean? It would be All the ways of moving around to where some way, somehow, conflict could be avoided. And now that I'm in this space of wholeness and healing, I see how precious my peace is and how expensive it is and how nobody, I don't care who you are, friend or foe or family, you know, don't allow them to take your peace. But um, I don't want to step back into that place of avoidance. I don't want to step back in that place of, you know detachment or fear Mm -hmm. fear of what could happen especially now that I do have more tools in my toolbox to help me through the exchange so what being that you're around your family all the time in it Mm -hmm. and I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum what advice could you give me I think that would be a good Well, like, what advice could you give me?
1: I was on your side of the spectrum. You know, I was away for six years and I just had came back and me being actually in it made it, like I said, more prevalent for me because I didn't really know either. Like, um, my dad died at 16. Boom. I moved out, went to the Valley, went to school in the Valley and, you know, never lived with my mom after that. And so I went straight to college from living in the Valley and not living with my mom since I was 16. So I never had had to be around the family that I was around when my dad died because I went to live with my uncle and my aunt and they weren't there. And I had lived with them in the summer before. So, like, I, I was cool. So that's I just. Felt comfortable there. So leaving and going away, I I forgot about it all. I kind of built a life of my own. I was working all the time. I was in school, a biology major at that. So I was just always busy. So me coming home, it just shifted my whole life. And it made me look at things differently. And my view of things was misconstrued in a way. But... Misconstrued in a good way, if you if I say it like that. But mm-hmm. the only advice that I can give you is to to live in it and to feel it and understand it. And I think avoiding it is something that we do to cope because we don't like truth. Mm-hmm. We as people, we don't like the truth. We don't like to know the truth. We don't like to live in the truth. And we don't want anything to do with the truth. But the truth is what sets you free. It's cliche, but it's the truth. Once you know the truth about anything, whether it be a pain body or, you know, if your mom doesn't believe something that went on in the relationship or if she's giving you false hope or if she's telling you negative things about something that happened, whatever the pain body is, you listen to it. And you feel it and you understand it. So you're able to, to relay the words that the pain body cannot say. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one thing that you have is you have truth. And I've always said that about you is that you relay truth. And that's why a lot of the times it's hard for you to have relationships with your family because you reiterate truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you technically are that pain body. You are the same <laughs> body in a living form, mm. so it is listen to yourself. That's the only advice that I can give you. Listen to yourself. Listen to what yourself is saying, mm. and you just be there in that environment, and it's all gonna come out. You just being there in that environment, you're avoiding. You're avoiding the environment totally. If you you know that,
0: I do. <laughs> I
1: do you know that so you not you being there in itself not even you saying anything or you communicating it's just you being there makes them uncomfortable makes would make anybody who doesn't like truth uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm. so and that, and that is so you know and that's a tough one because it not only do i feel it but mm-hmm. it's just like most times i have been denied that so Mm -hmm. just a little background like i'm middle child middle child syndrome is real (laughs) and on top of that being being the, the the truth teller middle child um i was denied attention even more or was negatively affirmed over was told you know you're condescending, you're this and you're that, you're dark, you're all because my simple question, which would possibly be, why? And then an answer was given that was a lie that I, of course, felt, of course. To believe. It so, that lie was then challenged with the truth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was completely disregarded, like, shut up. So, I was shut up in more than one way, whether it was being Ignored, or whether it was being, you know, told you, you you know, stay in a child's place, or da da da. -da, Mm -hmm. And it would just be me innocently trying to get to the truth of whatever the situation was. Now, granted, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was perfect growing up because being as hypersensitive as I am um,
1: to To protect myself, rebellion too.
0: Yeah, I had to start being, um, I had to start being mean to you before you could be mean to me. Next week, so my mouth got very lethal at a young age mm-hmm. because I was sparring with my mom first. If i if you sparring with a, with an adult, you got to know how to go below the belt. Yeah. So I was saying things that no child should have been saying to their mom, but our dynamic was just that that toxic, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if me and my siblings got into whatever the case may be, oh my mouth was taking it there. You know what I'm saying? And it, that's just because that's the defense mechanism that I had that I had developed to protect myself because the daggers were thrown. I got to throw some back, you know what I'm saying? And I was, I was someone that I wasn't for so long. I hated being me. And I hated walking around as that darkness and people saying, you know, your mouth's smart or whatever, or just, you know, hurting, hurting my family members or whatever the case may be. I was very reactive, but my, me being smart, <laughs> me being me knowing exactly where your pain lies as in fact I know exactly what to say mm-hmm. to hurt you because mm-hmm. I know exactly where that pain is so when I say it it's gonna cut a little deeper and twist and the fact that I used to take I used to take pride in saying I can't fight you I'm not gonna fight you because I was always active in high school or whatever you know you talk about salutatorian you know giving speeches vice president mm-hmm. of my class mm-hmm. fighting was off the table but i can I can chop you down on my words, mm-hmm. and I used to take so much pride in that because I had mastered being able to hurt people with my mouth
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when I got tired of holding on to all of that, just tired of being so defensive, tired of being so dark, tired of cutting people down before they can cut me down, I literally you know i I had to step out of that pain but I think the moment I realized that. I got real familiar with blasphemy and how detrimental that is, I stopped. And I honestly can say speaking to you now at this space right now is the first time I'm able to admit that's probably when I first started unzipping my attachment to my pain body. Yeah. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be dark with my mouth. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, don't want to hurt people. You know, I think that's truly really not me.
1: I think we're two in the same because it's crazy because I was just having a conversation with my mom and um the guy who lives here with us, and um I basically read his, read him, basically mm-hmm. without having a conversation with with him, with him, and not really knowing him.
0: I Wait, was able to long. read him. You got some cancer sign? You got some water? What, what's you? What's your sign? What's your sign? Aries. His what's sign? Your moon sign. What's your moon sign? My
1: moon sign I, is Cancer. Gemini.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. So you're Gemini rising.
1: I don't know. No, it's Cancer Gemini. So I was born at five o'clock in San Diego and that's when the moon was changing from Cancer to Gemini. So I was So you literally have a Cancer shut up. I have a Cancer Gemini moon.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So it was and then I think my rising or something is is Pisces, I think. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, if you
0: definitely show up as a Pisces, I definitely get that energy from you. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Pisces
1: or something. So I don't know, whatever. That I means yeah, you gotta you you know that stuff, so you gotta you <laughs> get me into that so I can really understand who I am because and why I be reading these people and why I'm right, so right. mean. But it's the truth, it's crazy. I can sit there, look at somebody, be around their energy, and tell you what type of person you are, what you attract, and why you're not happy with yourself. And yeah. it, it got to a point where I was holding in those feelings. Of negativity from the other person's energy and the other person's vibe so Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying where you don't want to be mean but at the same time you can't hold that energy in yourself you have to give it out and I think that you are able to read people like how I'm able to read people and I think you're an empath like I'm an empath how do you say Mm -hmm. empath? Yeah, we both empaths so I think that we harbor other people's emotions and their energies and we have to give it out and that's the truth of being an empath and it's not that we're being mean is we're telling the truth that truth can help somebody in being what they're supposed to be what they're destined to be so it's just the way that we we relay that truth that truth cannot be held back by emotions emotions can't be tied to that truth so the fact that you can be mean and spew things out. That's not just the truth. That's something else that you're harboring in yourself. Those feelings that you have towards whatever person that's in front of you. Mm. So yeah, you were detached. You have detached from that pain body. I totally agree. But the fact that you can, can see that, that's growth in itself.
0: Yeah. I had to let it go. And now I definitely... Take pride in how I can still, with empathy and with accountability, give people that that I can deliver the truth in a way mm-hmm. to where it can be digested mm-hmm. and appreciated. Mm-hmm.
1: And you and being it's away
0: easier with other people, but yeah. I haven't t- tested the waters with your family. <laughs> yeah, but you being away, but you being away
1: is a good thing at the same time because you. Are building up your battle shields in order to go and be that pain body there for them, so they can get rid of theirs. Yeah. So you were the soldier that had to go out and get shot up a few times to go do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so now
1: you can go back wounded and all, so you can show them you're capable of doing it.
0: Yeah. If I can do it, so can you. And yeah, it's all about wanting to transmute that darkness into light mm-hmm. and free facing you to free you. That's we're literally, <laughs> we're literally the same
1: person in our families. Like you're the, yeah. but you're the middle child, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the youngest. But I mean, we're literally the same person in our families. I feel like our paths have aligned because of what we were both destined to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I. I I'm glad that you are gonna go home and be that pain body.
0: <laughs> as of right now, maybe Christmas. I think I think oh, i have a one more, more tools, and that's let's don't get it twisted. This is just being real and raw. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing, nothing against them. They, my family is beautiful in their own ways and their rights, but mm. pain bodies are real and they exist amongst us, and not all not of all relationships are peaches and sunshine right now so how do you feel that
1: people who how do you think people should deal with their pain bodies within their families around the holiday season should they
0: speak of them or is there a way of coping with them i think the best response that I truly have especially for me or anyone else stepping into this is just um, just showing up and being at peace within yourself now that you have the knowledge of what it is and who you're really speaking to or battling at the time like the article said it's just like noticing it Mm -hmm. and allowance within the space of like I said holding space for it like it's a lot of you know turning the other cheek and you know knowing that another conversation needs to be had before Mm -hmm. you just step into a war zone you know you don't have to you don't have to accept the invitation to every fight it Mm -hmm. takes two people you know so I would just um say sit back and like I said in part one observe and don't absorb right let it allow it to happen and and have an uplifting response or no response is is a powerful response too mm-hmm. but um, at the end of the day just keep your peace and know that you showing up different and not playing a role in the toxicity in that moment helps you transform the pattern you right. know so I know that's 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 from me to me and me to everyone else you know um I don't agree with with avoiding, but I feel if that's true to you and you don't feel like you're ready or prepared, then don't force yourself into a situation where you feel like all oh, that you worked so hard to obtain can easily mm-hmm. take. You. It's agree. about being honest with yourself and like, hey, I'm actually just not prepared for this type of exchange. I might right. get triggered and I might be responsive. In an that, emotional that way. Sending a little holiday text message and then going on about your day and surrounding yourself with the soul family that you've developed. And next holiday, Try 9, again. 10, the tool belt is full and you're able to coexist whether they're heal and ho- healed and whole or just starting their journey or not. You're able to see them and accept them for them in that space and time Right. without right. denying yourself your own truths. Right. So, um... Yeah, so I mean, avoidance mm, is that it's not word, really avoidance. Just... I don't think it's
1: really avoidance, I think it's knowing when the time is right,
0: yes, and you accepting it like, with yourself yeah. and knowing and when that you're... right now is just not it right now, girl. yeah. And that's just that's real and true, that's so, very true, yeah. Um, honestly, I think we've got the people prepared. I think I don't. I don't want to over. I don't want to overload, over prepare, and over some steps And you need to do this. And you need to do that. Uh, the first step is being honest with yourself. And now that you know what a pain body is, are is your. Do you, you want to step into that? Yeah. Are you prepared to step into that <laughs> that space and be? And react with light, or should you go to your friend's house for Thanksgiving <laughs> and just have a good time and send and send and send a love and light, and you know, just do you know what I'm saying. Very you good. you sing, you being around love, and them being around the love that they are prepared for energetically is still a win-win. You know, mm-hmm. no one, you know, and and maybe the absence of you will prepare prepare the family to get honest with themselves to then make it right. You know? Mm-hmm. So even sh- showing up and, and knowing that you're in a better space and they're not still is still is beneficial to them so they can get to that better space because nine times out of ten they miss you. They they're gonna want you around. Yeah. And they don't want to they still don't do anything to just, you know, make you feel like you're an outcast. So yeah, I, I it's it's simple but it it, it takes accountability. Tons. It takes, it takes love. It takes, girl, I'm seven (laughs)
1: years in. My dad died, my dad died, August 4th, 2011. We eight years in and we still dealing with emotional traumas that we had when he was still here. So, I mean, it's not something that is just going to be learned overnight, over a year, over two years. It's something that has to be learned throughout a lifetime. Yeah. And for the next and- generation to learn something new. So it's just it's just a part of life. It honestly yeah. is. And the family that you have has been handpicked and chosen for you, baby. You got to yeah. deal with them. You know, you got to learn from them. Those are the people that God placed on this earth for you. So
0: that's
1: either get with it or don't. But that's, yeah. you. either way, it's your choice.
0: Yeah, so it's just at this point, honestly, what helped me and was helping me are establishing boundaries. Boundaries mm-hmm. are made out of love, self care, and self preservation. Okay, and
1: people that love you
0: will respect your exactly. boundaries. Exactly, and that's all. <laughs> yeah. So take your take your your boundaries and your your truths and and hold them true to you, regardless of who's willing to accept it at this time, and know that when it's time and people are all on the same page with themselves because we gotta. everyone has to want this healing and this whole heal dynamic for themselves mm-hmm. to put in the work. No more finger pointing, no more blame game. It's just self-accountability moving forward and knowing that you healing yourself is, is healing everyone. You know what I'm saying? This work it's, it's, it, it spreads far. Mm-hmm. So, um, but people begin to work at their own time if they choose to in this lifetime
1: in so this lifetime
0: it's still acceptance that's on the table too if they right. don't love them in spite of but know how to hold true to your boundaries so your peace will never be taken from you i agree yeah this was fun so home, home is where the hardest part too. definitely went there took it there left it there and came out you know <laughs> <laughs> came out of it in a very graceful way and um I've definitely enjoyed having you as my very
1: first guest. I definitely enjoyed being here. This is my first podcast.
0: I was nervous.
1: <laughs> I was stuttering a little bit, but I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Ooh, this was so fun.
0: I didn't even notice that you
1: stuttered. But thank you for having me on
0: here. You, I, love I love you. I love you. I love you too. Do you want to leave your um, social media handle? Oh, yeah. So
1: <laughs> my personal account is at uh, QueenMB with two E's underscore. And my blog account is at scrambledminds underscore. Follow me, interact with me, tell me you're coming from Raven, and I'll follow <laughs> you
0: back. <laughs> yes. Um, also, Micah definitely gave me the uh, the, the one-up and told me to get back active on Twitter so we can start yes. engaging. That might be our engage point. So y'all stop wanting to be so, so quiet mm-hmm. behind the scenes because I'm really trying to make this in. Interactive exchange for us all to learn from and give insight to, and hold on, we're building a tribe. We're, we're moving, we're moving forward together, you know. So, um, follow the podcast official Instagram at hghr underscore lrng. The playlist is in the details tab. Micah's information will be in the deta- details tab as well as mine. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving. You know, um, spread light, be at peace, and know that in the end, everything truly will be okay. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, rejection is God's protection. Right now, it right now, mine, you know, so protect yourself knowing that if you're not getting the answer or the response that you need right now, it's not your time for that. So understand that and be blessed this holiday season, and I will catch y'all on It won't be Motivational Monday, but a quick snippet about gratitude on Thanksgiving, um, and we'll be flowing on from there. Thank you for listening.